This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Jake, and I always say horror media, and it sounds like horror media. With me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort, Adrian. Adrian, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. So how's life today? How's the pandemic, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property? We're recording before 9.30 p.m. your time, which is a first. I know. It's so great. Um, It's super hot out today, so I'm currently dying, but it's fine. It's fine. Global warming. We are now that That's not real, Jake. That is not real. Yeah. Not real. I'm not going to wear a mask. It's too hot to wear a mask because of fake global warming. How about that? (laughs) All of it's fake. All fake. It's fake news. Yeah. It's part of Islam. They're trying to make me cover my face, my American face. I know. I'm breaking out. Like, this is no good. No good. I started shaving. We've talked. You've seen this. We have a lovely group chat going on with our good friend Adam, and I was able to illustrate to my two childless friends how much free time I get to myself, which is exactly one third of a shaven face before a crisis. So I got to, I, I'm not usually one who's big on selfies, but I felt, figured that was worth it because I just imagined like, let's say the, an earthquake happened and I had to run out of my house and I had one patch shaven. That's what I was imagining. Well, it looks like you got everything today, so you're good. Kind of, yeah. I'm blotchy. It's not good. So, um, any good horror media? Horror media? Uh, media as in what? Like and news going on? Anything. I don't care. Stuff, stuff that's not the news that's horrific because the news is that's horrific. horrific. Oh, like, um, I don't know. What were we talking about? We like talk about a million different things. Oh, oh my God. Thanksgiving themed movies, people. I can't believe I forgot about your next. Yeah, I saw that in the chat and I, I was like, oh. I literally like a little piece of me died inside today. And I'm like, is this what 2020 has made me become? Like, I can't <laughs> even remember a simple fucking Thanksgiving movie. So yeah, I'm going to need you to turn in your card, your horror icon card. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. So, She's outed yeah. as a poseur, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but anyway so i mean i think that the huge horror news that we're all looking at right now is that the deputy doofy shared his pitch for a spin-off of the scary movie franchise uh in response to scream which um mm-hmm. no i don't to see that no i saw that I, I wasn't worthy for me i'm not a big fan of that franchise in particular so i just well, I liked it when it was current, and then James Woods went crazy and ruined John Carpenter's vampires. And I mean, honestly, it it's in line with Hades, so that is on brand. But you can't be killing vampires and giving priests boners and then also be him. So I, I can't do it. Yeah, no. So what is on your watch itinerary right now? Uh, right now, oh my gosh! Well, I'm actually about to watch uh, Slaughterhouse because I found it on Prime yesterday. So thanks, mm-hmm. Dougie. But as far as horror movies go, I'm literally just looking at all of my my Christmas scary movies, and I watched most of them last weekend with a bottle of rosé. Hence, why you probably heard me a lot in the chat yet last weekend. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like sitting there. Dan was like watching the Masters on his tablet, so he had his headphones on, and he let me have the TV, and I just went crazy. So, I'm sorry. Black Christmas. What? What? You, what? He watches the Masters? Yeah, he watches every sport, every fucking sport. Like, I never get the TV on the weekend. So, there is one Masters that I will indulge, and it's of the universe. Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't watch that. The idea of He Man <laughs> playing putt putt against Skeletor makes me incredibly happy. I'll tell you right now. Well, see, that would be cute. That would be, I mean, I like, I've never been actual golfing and. I would like to go because I would like to buy a cute outfit and like drive the golf cart, but I don't really understand what I would do. Just be a caddy. It's way better. Yeah. Let's walk around, I guess. With I your know. level of sass, you could be the catty caddy. Uh, Zing. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. Get a t-shirt made. Yeah. Definitely. Actually, I'm kind of into that brand. <laughs> so anyway. get my bottle of rosé and my hound's tooth pants. That could be your slogan. Oh, yeah, that'd be perfect. Oh, my gosh. Sparkling rosé, by the way, because I'm classy. Of course. (laughs) I don't know. Was that a slight at people? Because I don't know. That's not classy. Okay. (laughs) I had a feeling, but I was like, I better double check in case I'm the butt of the joke. No, 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 no. No, it's uh, But if people do want their sparkling rosé right now, Trader Joe's has a giant bottle for $12.99. So go and get it. Oh, girl. 
I know. So anyway, so what are you watching? What am I watching? I'm watching the entire Tremors franchise for an episode I'm working on with one of my pals from the Spooky Dudes podcast. So we're going to see what we can collab on there. That's right. So how are you feeling? And which number are you on right now? I am on five. And Mm. I feel like Jason from the Direct to VHS podcast is a whore bag because he said that three is better than four, which is patently false. I don't even remember past three, actually. I did did watch the newest one. Shrieker Island? No, the one before that. I forgot there's a new one. <laughs> the, the one with J.B. Kennedy. What, yeah. Which one was that? Yeah, I don't even remember what the hell happened. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the hard thing for me, so everybody know, I don't know. I haven't done franchise stuff in a long time, but people like seem to have gotten it twisted. I watch everything. So like when we did the Tales from the Crypt, I watched every episode of Tales from the Crypt Keeper cartoon and everything. So it gets very exhaustive. And so with Tremors, you had one Aftershock, Back to Perfection, Legend Begins, Bloodline, Cold Day in Hell, Shrieker Island. But a lot of people forget there was a TV show and it's taking a lot of self-control not to watch that, even though I know wouldn't enjoy it very much. I thought it didn't pick up. Wasn't that the one that Kevin Bacon was supposed to do a couple years ago and they shot a pilot and then it didn't go anywhere? Or are we talking about something else? We're talking about the 2003 version, which had 13 episodes that aired on sci-fi. There was another show in development which did not end up coming to fruition. I know. It's so sad because I follow Kevin Bacon and he was all excited about it and then it didn't happen. So then he's like, hey, lady, leave me alone in this parking lot. And you're like, no, I must follow you. (laughs) Like that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How'd you know? (laughs) Uh, Have you watched the Back to Perfection documentary? Oh, also, this is not an episode on Dremors. This is me talking about an episode I'll do on Dremors. But have you watched the Back to Perfection documentary that Universal put on YouTube? No, I did not. It's no. delightful. I need to. Kevin Bacon's like, oh, yeah, I thought this movie was going to fucking suck. And then it fucking tanked. And I thought it fucking sucked. But now, hey, people are cool. So it's not terrible. <laughs> oh, I just love him. Anything he says and does, I just love him. So Hot I definitely take. need to see that. Stir of Echoes is better than Sixth Sense. Oh, my God. I love Stir of Echoes. I literally watch that like probably three, four times a year. It's one of my favorites. It's a damn intense movie, dude. It is so good. It's so good. And so many good people are in it. And it's just, I just like the whole tone and the atmosphere and just, just everything. And he's just so cool in that movie. Like he's super cool. I don't know. Yeah. We were talking about that kind of era. Cause you were talking about showing your niece stream ghostbusters that yeah. show. Wow. I can watch well, the nephew, real but yeah. Eh, gender is fluid. Why oh, you got to correct me yeah. Come on. tomorrow. It might be different. <laughs> well, in case my, you know, sister-in-law hears this, I don't want her to think <laughs> I'll I'll correct myself. Your individual of indeterminate gender identity who was parented by the sibling of your betrothed. Yes. Yes. There you go. There we go. Perfect. So the real Ghostbusters from the 80s. I can watch that. No problem. Watching Extreme Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters with the soul patches and the uh, alt rock version of Ray Parker's (laughs) classic. Man, it's really hard. Like I escaped the 90s once and going back is like... Ooh. Oh, I love the 90s. I actually like that about the extreme Ghostbusters. It's just so much, I don't know, it's like nostalgic, no? Um, no. no, well, no. Tri- trips down memory lane for me are like taking a header down a flight of stairs into a banister. <laughs> so the 1999 okay. Sur of Echoes is like as far into the 90s as I go, unless we're talking like the bodacious early 90s where I'm like tubular. Um. Okay, well... <laughs> I'm trying to think what else is really good. In the, well, Scream came out in the 90s. That is delicious. I'll tell you that. So there you go. <laughs> so you win. I do. Thank you. So Finally. since you win, I'm going to give you the privilege of presenting on a topic. What topic are you presenting on this week? Well, okay. So I had proposed to you at this one point about the topic of torture porn and whether or not it is uh, substantive or basically shit or in your words, contrived. But, you know, I figure wow. saying shit, People shit listen is more to me. fun. Yeah, shit's more yeah, on well, the slasher's brand, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, because, you know, I don't want to sound too pompous when I'm speaking about some, you know, people's fingers getting chopped off. So oh. whatever. Or, you know, nails under the... Like those little needles under the fingernails. You ever oh, see that yeah. one movie? Oh my God. Yeah. Like stuff like that. You know, there's an old uh, Chinese torture where they like hammer in pieces of bamboo and they drip water on the bamboo, which swells and rips the nail open. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. It's boner down. <laughs> 
So we were talking anyway. about this. There is no definitive thesis on this. We're just going to talk about a few movies and compare and analyze, right? Yeah, yeah. I just kind of wanted to talk about a little bit about torture porn because I was actually discussing this with a friend of mine before I started my notes and he was going off the... And Matt, I'm sorry for calling you out. I just said your name too. Sorry. Oh, um, Matt. But, <laughs> Yeah, but he he was like, oh, I hate that porn. I hate that shit where like, you know, there's some girls like stepping on a guy's dick and did it. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, why would I talk <laughs> We're not about watching snuff that? films? I'm not watching BDSM, you know, or talking about BDSM on a podcast. Like that is just not appropriate. One and two, like, why would that have anything to do with the horror movie? So I just want to make sure that people understand the definition of what actual torture porn is before we go into this, you know, Absolutely. if we're writing an essay, because because there's, I found this article that I actually really loved, and the guy talks about what it is and what it is not. And I'm I like, like oh, this is amazing because it actually helped me hone down my my movies uh, a lot. Because I had some movies in here that I'm like, oh, that's not really torture porn, so I like took them out, thank God, because I'd have too many. So, but it, anyways, what torture porn is not? It's not horror in general. So it's not just like every single horror movie. Obviously, yeah. it's not sex and horror. It's not just bloody, gross, shocking kills. But what it is is basically. Um, you know, if you think of sex and porn, you can have sex in movies, but they're not porn. In real porn, the sex is the whole point. There is no story. There is no plot. There is no development. The whole movie just exists to get us to the sex, right? That's it. Same thing with torture porn. Like the whole movie is supposed to just exist to get us to like the nasty fun kills. You know, I'll right? take on bridge with that when it comes to the porn. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know if you've, heard, <laughs> have you seen Schindler's Fist. No, but it's all about the plot in that. And I think that the sexual element is a subset. So, you know, I I resent Um, that. But otherwise, I think that's a very apt description. I mean, it's just something I pulled from an article. I mean, obviously, you can disagree. But at the same time, I just want people realizing like it's not like I can't you can't just say. Like, for instance, we love Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead, right? But I wouldn't necessarily call it torture porn. A hundred percent. Okay. So if anybody needed an example, that's what the example is. Okay. If I may, uh, there's a a study that was done by Dr. Deidre Johnson back in the the whopping 1995. And she categorized gore watchers into four categories, right? Which is people who watch gore for the gore. Typically, Mm -hmm. males who do that associate a strong identification with killer. Then you have thrill watchers. Then you have independent watchers who are generally empathetic to the victim. Then you have problem watchers who are typically highly empathetic to all parties involved because of the negative consequence. And so in going into that characterization, if you can't even make a tenuous argument of two, three, or four, that's pretty much where your torture point. If it's just the violence of it and not the fun of it, because that's half of brain dead or dead alive is the absurdity of like him trying to have a peaceable dinner with his oozing mother, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, yeah, exactly. And I just think that, okay, so there was a, there was a time I think when I was absolutely totally into the whole shock and gore and just wanted more of it. And I think around that time is when the song movies were coming out every year. So you're expecting like this nastier to get nastier and nastier. And I wanted that. Right. And yeah. I think now, and this is like 10 years later, like now I'm not really looking for that so much anymore. So when we talk about movies like the, the human, and centipede and stuff like that i'm just like mm, eh. but, but watch then it. what happens right yeah so you know that's so that's just the whole the whole i, I I'm, I'm cool with it i i love the i love like the earlier movies i don't know if i'll necessarily just if that's what i keep looking for now when i'm looking for horror i think now that i'm older and i don't know if it's because i'm getting old but i'm looking more for um Maybe more psychological horror type, like hereditary. And I know people are going to hate me for that. Or like really just fun, stupid, like horror comedy movies, yeah. I guess now. I find myself at the broadest ends of that spectrum too. Like if it's just gore, I'm like, that's eh, fine. But if I like funny gore and I like cerebral horror, but I, it's also hard because so much cerebral horror is like, hey, let's just kill this kid. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like everything is killing the kid, the dog or raping someone. I'm like, if you can, if you can give me some psychological shit, that's not that mm, girl slurp that up with yeah. a fucking bendy straw. Yeah, I know. I like, I've been, I've been avoiding the devil all the time because I know it's going to bother me. So it's, I don't know. Have you seen it yet? The devil? The devil all the time. Oh, I thought you were saying that you avoid the devil all the time. No, no. I was no, like, no, just the, the film. The, the film. The Shyamalan unquote, movie the from the fucking the elevator? You're worried about that? 
No, oh my god! Actually, I like that one. So did I. That's beside the point. <laughs> so I basically described it like, "Hey, what if uh, M Night Shyamalan did a horror film as an homage to Phone Booth?" And it works out. <laughs> anyway, so back to whatever. So there is a timeline, I think, of uh, torture porn that that I feel like I associate with because it's like more like my early twenties, like late teens, early twenties, like the time that I really really loved uh, torture report. And then after a certain year, it's when it starts to dip down. I don't know how you feel about that. In terms of my enjoyment? Yeah. There are still movies that like I inexplicably enjoy that I would call torture porn. Like I still think Cabin Fever is like it's an enjoyable watch for like at the very least is like a time capsule. So I guess a certain yeah. degree of it is like that portion of my life. Because I think a lot of it too is that era where you're like in that like as a kid, I like like I would thought provocative stuff was so fun and so necessary. And now I'm like, dude, I say butt fucking every other word and it's probably annoying. So I don't want other people doing that to me because I find myself annoying. So if you ever try and pander to me, don't be me first. Oh, I don't know. When have I ever pandered to you? I'm saying to the audience. You have to remember this isn't an AB conversation. I know. I forget. I'm so sorry. Anyway. But there is a timeline. And so I figure, let me just mention the timeline really quickly so people have an idea of like when these fun things came out. I think it's hugely important. Absolutely. Okay. And mind you, I got this from an article, um, I think that David Edelstein wrote, and he was the person who actually coined the term torture porn in one of his articles. um, And basically says that it reputedly emphasizes depictions of violence, gore, nudity, torture, mutilation, and sadism, which I love that word. I don't know why. And uh, so starting off, like, I don't know why he started off in 2003, but he started off in 2003 with House of a Thousand Corpses, which I don't know. I kind of am on the fence with that one being torture porn, but we don't have time to dissect Rob Zombie right now. So I think it's proto torture porn, if I may, because I remember as a kid when I saw that, I was like, wait, but where does the story go? Because at a certain point, it just like disappears. And I'm like, but what? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Th- this is just this now, uh, which was yeah. a huge derailment. And at least at that point, I mean, obviously, I'd seen some grindhouse films and stuff but for like a major f- picture to just kind of lose any semblance of story structure. I think yeah. I could see that. And even he says it's a hot mess. Like it's his first movie. Oh, yeah. He knows it's a hot mess. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I, there's there's parts about it I, I love. But I don't know if I consider it torture porn. But we'll say that if we were to use it as torture porn, it would start like in 2003. Right? So, and this is when people started really like talking about torture porn, quote unquote. So, then we have Saw, which is 2004. Which, for some reason, they were saying the first one isn't that gory. I feel like it is gory, but it's not as bad. As, as part three, which isn't going to mention a little bit later. Oh, 100%. Yeah, part three, I think, is when it really started to tip the envelope of with the, with the gore and the fun and the nastiness. So, Well, I think even um, two, the we, two, you got the guy cutting off his neck skin and the lady and the needles and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone was like all upset about the needles and the needles didn't bother me for some reason. Like, huh. I don't know why that part didn't bother me. Uh, maybe I have no soul. I don't know. But but yeah, I know that's like the biggest part in part two. But th- there's something like very um, annoying about part two. Everyone loves it. But there's something like I, th- I can't remember why I don't like part two. But anyways, moving on. Um <laughs> <laughs> Like you don't have to explain yourself. That's the great thing. You just get to say opinions into the internet and people have to accept I know. them. Everyone's going to be so mad at me, but it's like all of the characters and they all have to have like something special about them. And then the sun and this and that. I'm like, oh, who the hell cares? Anyway, then we have, uh, oh yeah, the girl from, that's why I didn't like it. What's her name from Seventh Heaven, isn't it? And she's super annoying as usual. So, and then we have 2005 is when, so this is when I started really getting into it with Hostel, Devil's Rejects and Wolf Creek came out that year. So I don't like Wolf Creek. I don't know if you've seen it, but I hate that movie. I just, I think it's so mean spirited. It's just, it's just, I don't like it. I, I don't think it's torture porn. I just think it tortured me because it's just, I was awful to sit through and never seen it since then. I have no desire to watch it again. Oh, so you didn't watch the sequels and the TV show and all of the media that's mm, come after it? No, no. I, there's something that I really don't like about mean-spirited horror and, and because I, th- I think it sits with me and I think that's what's supposed to make it quote-unquote good. But for me, it's not... I don't like thinking about it for two days afterwards. So here you go. I can actually give you a citation as to why you might feel that way. There was a a study from 1994, totally topical 16 years later. Hate, Macaulay, and Rosen actually subjected people to three different types of videos. One showed cows being stunned, killed, and butchered in a slaughterhouse. Another showed a monkey being hit in the head with a hammer. And a third showed a child's face being skinned during a surgery. 
90% of the students who were subjected to it turned it off. And they specifically turned it off with regard to the animal, right? Because the idea behind it was twofold. One, your mind can rationalize when there is a point of purpose to what you're seeing. They knew this child was having surgery. It was going to benefit a child. They could rationalize on some level. And so that, that sense of normalcy, of explanation, you can see in a lot of horror movies. Like, what's the most terrifying horror movie for so many people? How many times do people reference Texas Chainsaw Massacre to you? There's two scenes of gore in the whole movie. The reason it's scary yeah. is because you don't know why the fuck they're doing what they're doing. There's a little like allusion to economic hardship, but really what forces somebody to do that? It's just crazy. There's no explanation. It makes it so good. And then to, mm-hmm, you know, for sure. the other side of that is when you're watching, you want to have either like some sense of control or realism, right? Is what's going to make you fixate. When it's something that's bizarre, like we're going to talk about Terrifier later, Terrifier doesn't fuck with me the same way because it's like that jumps the shark to me. In a, it gets me to the point of like fun. Like it might not be exactly dead alive, but I think we can kind of agree that it's definitely more <laughs> in that area than like the realism, the hyper violence and stuff that's, you know, usually douse and sex. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's why I won't watch Wolf Creek again. So anyway, but yeah, The Devil's Rejects, which, oh my God, I love that movie. But again, I don't even know if I want to consider that torture porn. But David Edelstein put it in his article. So whatever. I think there's an inarguable element of sex to it, but I don't think that's torture porn at all. No, no. I mean, it's uncomfortable, uh, but it's so there's just something so gritty and just so like, I, I don't know, there's something that Rob Zombie can do with his characters that I feel like he's so good at. And, you know, it's not just me fangirling over Rob Zombie. I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people don't like him. But again, I don't think it's torture porn. So I don't I don't know why it's being mentioned. I think it's because people can't really sit through it. So maybe they think that, you know, actually, it, it, as soon as I said it out loud, I kind of thought when they're being tortured. That seems more torture porn because you're not That's the like, torture porn. You're yeah. not rooting for the cop. You're rooting against the cop. So it seems like you said, like mean spirited, even though we've watched these people commit heinous acts of violence that are far worse. But when it's happening to them, yeah. I'm like, hey, sir. <laughs> I know. Stop. Like, how come you're killing E.G. Daly? Oh my God. Okay. So anyway, I know. Do you realize but... how many movies Bill Mosley's been in, you son of a bitch? <laughs> and it's a I horror know. icon. <laughs> For <laughs> Otis. Anyway, so so that was 2005. So then, you know, of course, with Hostel, and and I just I, I know there's so many problems with the Hostel now, and everyone could give you know fuck all about it. But at the time, it was it was awesome. I mean, it's super homophobic and not as uh, mm. it, it doesn't hold up well today. But as far as you do end up caring about these assholes at some point, like I, you know, my I remember watching it with my mom. She's like, oh, my God, they're going to kill the nerdy guy. And I was like, yeah, mom, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why my, my mom watched Hostel, but I did. So anyway, I love um, it. But yeah, and then 2006 is when David Edelstein actually uh, coined the the term in the article that I'm referencing. Um, And I guess uh, Teristas came out that year. But yeah, I guess Teristas can be considered torture farm. I I, I don't. Well, no, because they put them under. So nobody really felt their organs being taken away. So anyway. So whatever to that. So 2007, then we have the French films Inside and Frontier. Um, Hostel 2 comes out. And then we have Captivity with Alicia Cuthbert, which I watched before. And I don't remember if it was torture porn. And I don't feel like watching it again. So anyway. If you feel uh, dirty, it's probably because it's torture porn. I know, like, yeah. Did you see Captivity? I don't remember seeing it, but I, they thought it was worth mentioning. I think because at the time, Alicia Cuthbert was super popular. So yeah, I have a pretty big blind spot during this era because I just was very pompous and shitty about movies. And I was like, I'm not going to see that. It's fucking mainstream. I'm going to watch a movie from 1983 that's made on eight millimeter film that only five people in a drive-in saw in fucking Wichita, Kansas. Well, yeah. And, and that's a, that's another thing, too. A lot of people are very sensitive about their their horror. Like some people like will only watch like certain, you know, maybe only 80s or whatever. And I get it. You you know, you're, some people have like the biggest hatred for, you know, movies is like hereditary and midsummer and um what's the the one with the other guy the lighthouse one i can't even think of it right now but some people have like the lighthouse yes and i know that's not the same director but anyway some people have like the worst aversion like they say the most terrible things about these movies and i'm just like is it because you don't get it oh my god is that terrible should i not say that? <laughs> i don't think that's terrible i think i don't know it, well it also kind of goes to some of my research in 
people very often gravitate to what they were exposed to. So if kids weren't exposed to heady concepts like that, a lot of them aren't going to gravitate to it. They're not going to give it the chance. They're not going to have the fucking patience. I'll tell you, like Midsummer's, I think it's a fun movie. Like I I defended it. It's one of those like, you know, merit badge movies. I'm glad I saw it. Fuck, I wish I had 20 extra minutes of my life back. Like, I think there's a safe middle ground to be both. I think it takes a little bit of self-awareness and and not like entrenching yourself in like this sucks, that sucks, which is what we've always kind of done on this show. Like, I'm never going to judge somebody for watching Serbian film. I ain't going to fucking watch it. But if that's your jam. Like, by all means, you're you know, it's as yeah. safe as it's going to get for that kind of content because it's obviously all fictionalized. So it's a little bit difficult in that regard. Yeah, I, I know. And and it's you, you can like what you like. And I, I pretty much I feel like I like everything. So I don't ever really hate on any kind of, you know, one category. But speaking of, well, we're going to get to a Serbian film in a second. But then 2008, we have Martyrs. And I'm not even going to mention the American remake. So just screw off with that. What American remake? It's like <laughs> it never oh existed. God. Just like the American remake of the IT crowd. <laughs> so then we, I know. And then we have, um, <laughs> I keep, we keep going on tangents. So we'll never get through this timeline. And I'm not even. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the movies um, you're going to talk about. I know. Are any of these okay, even on the done. list? Some of them are. Okay. Some of them are. Okay. All right. Let me just get through the rest of this. So um, 2009, we have the human centipede. Roll my fucking eyes on that Here, one. Do you want a great description of the human centipede? It's a tweet sure. I had a decade ago, but I still remember it. <laughs> the human centipede is like the S in the word island. It's there, but I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. I actually have a couple good things to say about how it was made but uh, anyways i'm not going to get into that right now then oh have, that gets um, into the novelty element of horror which people watch according to noel carroll's the philosophy of horror which says that horror attracts because anomalies command the attention and elicit curiosity uh one dr um, joan Cantor actually uh she's a professor emerita had talked about how people become <laughs> enamored with the effects in order to find out what the trick behind it is which i think is true for morons like me continue Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Jake trying to one-up me with research, everybody. So Just supplementing. Um, I'm reinforcing your thesis, which we established <laughs> you don't have. Oh, God. Okay, anyway. You said so. you didn't have a thesis. You're not trying to advocate anything, so I'm just trying to... I'm helping. Oh, okay. I'm fine. the base of the anyway. human pyramid. pyramid. <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's true. That's why I think a lot of people watched that that movie for that reason. But anyway. Well, like, um, society, so yeah. right? Somebody's butts in their, uh-huh. their faces in their butt. You've seen yeah. it. We've all seen it. Yeah. Half the fun mm-hmm. of that movie is going like, how the fuck did they turn that guy's face into a butt? <laughs> I know. And you know what? That's That would be a great category, like talking about body horror films. Oh, I love like, it. how fun would that be? Anyway. It's almost um, like we should totally do that. And if you agree with us, you should let us know at slasherspot at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, so well, that same year, 2009, we had Saw 4, and then we have Antichrist, which. <laughs> uh, that's not the name of that movie. I will remind you the name of that movie is I Saw the Green Goblin Come Blood, and all I got was this stupid t shirt. It was a prop penis or a stand in penis. Okay. <laughs> it was a really his penis. It makes well, me anyway, really sad yeah. that it's a stunt cock. Uh, but you know, that must have, oh God, when that happened, I remember yet, yeah, like, uh, like I made this noise that I've never made before. And then an even worse noise when she cut her clit off and I'm like, why am I watching yeah. this? But, um, I mean, it was interesting. I would say it was a good movie. It was somewhat happy ending good. for Willem Dafoe. So, she says. Yeah, that movie has more substance than the human centipede. Can we agree? True. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. And then we have a Serbian film, which I won't watch. Never. I'm sorry, everybody. I just don't want to watch it. I have no desire. I'm good. I don't need to see it. I'm a proud poser over here. I don't care. You can call me a poser and say mean shit about me on the internet. I have standards. (laughs) Those are not met them. I'm not going to say I'm above the movie, but I am tangential there too. I'm not going to see it. I mean, I understand why it was made. I, I get it. I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. And then 2011, we're going to stop. Well, we won't stop there. There's obviously other movies after that, but um, I'm not going to really, except for Terrifier, which came out in 2016. But uh, 2011, we're going to end it on the Human Centipede Part 2. So Real I really quick. feel like that's, yeah. Is it a miscarriage of justice in your opinion? There is a fecal exchange in that movie. And the fact that it's not called the Human Centipede, does that bother you? <laughs> 
You, everybody uh, at home, her. this is bullshit because she just laughed so far she almost fell out of her fucking chair, but you can't hear it because her microphone's too far away. That was a good belly laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. I hate that fucking movie. Oh my God. Now I'm just picturing it and the guy, oh God. Anyways, but yes, I agree. We should, uh, we should definitely change the name of that movie. You want a hot tip to make any movie passable? Wow. Just imagine it redone with Muppets. And just imagine Kermit shitting in Fozzie's mouth. Oh shitting in Gonzo's mouth. Kermit wouldn't be in the front. Okay. Who would be in the front? It would be... Um, Miss Piggy? Miss Piggy would be in the front. Yeah. And then Kermit in the middle. <laughs> and then maybe Animal at the end. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Fozzie's got to be at the front though. Because then everybody has to yeah. hear his shitty jokes and they can't say anything like- back. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Fozzie could be in the front, Piggy in the back. Kermit has to be in the middle. The lucky Pierre, like... if you will. <laughs> anyway, poor Kermit. Um, it ain't easy being green or the middle oh, of a Muppet centipede. I'm sure we'll get some like fan drawings of that. That would be fun. Uh, if you got them, send them to slashespot at gmail.com. I'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> Even if it gets pulled down, I don't give a shit. <laughs> that'd be hilarious so okay so let's just get into the whole the whole movie thing and 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 obviously i made a list of things with no particular order so i don't know like can we start at hellraiser so our, i think that's important yeah okay yeah let's start at hellraiser because it's i know that it's not a part of the timeline and that's that was one thing i want to talk to you about would it be considered torture porn i guess back in the 80s for sure right I don't know. Yeah, I think that it is torture. It is has pornographic elements, but I still don't think that it constitutes torture porn because it is the narrative. The narrative is that sadomasochism. It's the inflicting mm. pain and experiencing pain. But I can definitely see how people might just dismiss it on the same. But I think that kind of goes to the element of like there's a clear difference. Like Frank is suffering the whole time. Right. He's he's his character. And there's a certain degree, a degree of revenge to everything. And I just think that movie is so fucking important in the concept of horror because it changes things like it's not. I don't know. Like, when was the last time you saw a supernatural horror like that? That was that serious, for instance, like Freddy Krueger's always been a little bit preached. It's always been a little bit silly. And there's like a reinforcing element of removing you from it. And here it's all of the supernatural shit, but it's meant to be as like visceral as possible. Yeah. Big fan, if you can't tell. Oh, yeah. And of course, I love absolutely adore this movie. Um, And my friend started watching it. She didn't finish it. I'm still mad at her. So if she ever hears this and she probably will, because I make her listen, um, you need to finish Hellraiser, please. On the topic of torture porn and people ruining movies, can I tell you about the time I showed my wife seven? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. We were first dating. We were watching it with two friends. I accidentally grabbed her friend's hand uh, to hold Um, uh, romantically, not realizing it was not her hand. That was embarrassing. Then they both laughed at me and fell the fuck asleep just in time to wake up for the very end and the reveal and I was like well there's I can never rewatch this movie with you like there's no point you've ruined the magic <laughs> trick of the movie god damn it we're seven. Oh my god so did they see what was in the box no yeah that's the part that they saw they miss out on knife dick but they see that <laughs> I know. You know what? I can see why people, I think, uh, yeah, people, uh, Dan has fallen asleep to movies before. I can't remember seven, but probably like I usually have something playing. So. How the fuck are you going to fall asleep during knife dick? I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, but again, I, I think it's that one. Uh, I don't know. Some people might say that seven is a slow burn. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And so if you do not like slow burns and you're prone to falling asleep, I can understand why you would fall asleep to seven. I don't think it's boring at all. I love like I can sit and watch The Exorcist all day. And like the whole beginning of the movie to me is like the best part of the movie even before she becomes, you know, like uh, possessed or, you know, all of that leading up to it. Like, I just love listening to the characters and just like the five seconds of tubular bells you get when her mom's just walking and people are like, oh, my God. And you're like, have you ever heard the other 28 minutes that fucking song, you weirdos? <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's uh, anyway. So that's that's just my thing. So I, now we're getting off topic again. But also, this but, goes to your so, point though, because Hellraiser, you could easily go. That's a slow burn. Whereas I feel like a uh-huh. certain element of torture porn is there's all this stuff and then there's nothing else. Whereas with mm-hmm. these movies where it's more heady, you have your gore and you have your story. And I think there's mm-hmm. a huge distinction there. Tying it back to whatever point I forgot we're making. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, with 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 Hellraiser, it, it may or may not be classified as torture porn, obviously. But I like the fact that it does have these 
beautiful, practical, um, disgusting elements about it. Um, even though the ending kind of like falls down a little bit because they ran out of money, right? I'm so, sorry. What? What? Well, Jesus wept. <laughs> no, when I mean, the Scorpio you know I mean? killer from Dirty Harry gets his face ripped in twain. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm taking complete umbrage to this. That's one of my favorite pieces of movie cinema because originally he was supposed to look at her and say, fuck you. But then Andrew Robinson is like, hey, I got this idea. Let's take the shortest part of the Bible and fuck with people's brains. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. I'm not talking about that part. I'm talking about when the Cenobites go back into the Lament configuration and they're like all cartoony and shit. Oh. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. So that's where okay. I feel like, it, obviously, it's not practical. It's like totally 80s when you see all of that, right? It's because it, didn't they run out of money or something? They couldn't really. Yeah, in post. I get what you're saying. Sorry. So, okay. Obviously, not the whole Frank part. Okay. So please don't hate me. People out in the world listening to this. This is why we needed behind this, like digital cameras back then, because the behind the scene footage, like if I was in the Frank flesh suit, I would just be tap dancing in the background of every scene. Oh, God. That'd be so great. Oh my God. But yeah, that's why I like looking up like old pictures of them working on these movies. Like, especially when we were doing Evil Dead, like I literally was just looking at pictures of Greg Nicotero and Sam Raimi, like f- parting around on set and just having a good time. Yeah. Like, I think those are so fun. If you, oh, if you want a good follow for that, Stan Winston School of Character Design has some amazing behind the scene photos that are just immaculate. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll have to look at that. Definitely. So, oh yeah. So where were we? So that was her saying, I'm not going to look that up. I'm getting the fuck back on topic, ladies and gentlemen. No, I have to get back on topic or we're going to be here forever. Yeah. So let's go chronologically from there. All right. So from 1987, so we started with Hellraiser, um, but we didn't talk really about what was going on. But I think the best part of in my besides Frank getting torn in half is obviously when he starts regenerating out of that, that little bloody puddle. That's so fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's just such a fun, like, I don't know. So it's so like, I don't know. I just love it. I have no adjectives for this right now. Uh, well, that, I so think that I, goes to the novelty element of horror, not to be confused with any of the other ones, which I will definitely crowbar into this episode, such as context, preparedness, inherent nature of man, effect, uh, <laughs> yeah, mood so, again, management. The one up with the research, of course. <laughs> anyway... That's it. I'm not sharing my notes with you anymore. I'm just kidding. Okay. That's why nobody else did. <laughs> so where are we? Oh, okay. So we're going to start with Hostel. I just want to touch on Hostel a little bit because I feel like, I, in my opinion, this is where torture porn starts to really become super popular, especially with like younger people. Yeah. I mean, I remember going to go see it. I think it what, was 2006 it came out or 2005. So I was still in high school. And like we bought tickets to go see some like G-rated movie. And then we went in to see that because they weren't going to sell us the tickets if we weren't 18, which was stupid because we were over 13. I don't know why we couldn't go see it. But anyways, so we just went in there and I remember like, oh my God, I fucking love this movie. I don't know why I loved it. I have no idea. It's so sexist. It was the scandal. It was just, yeah, it was just dirty watching. Like I felt so guilty and I'm like, oh, I get to watch this movie. And I did an entire speech in college on Eli Roth. And I actually brought in... Because back in the day, like this is all you could do. You couldn't stream things on YouTube, really. So back in the day, I had to bring in my little DVD of Hostel. And I had to go play the little part where they're cutting out um, Ghana's eye and the... um, all of that ooze comes oh, tra- yeah. like, trailing down her face. Oh, God, I love that part. It's so, I mean, hence my obsession with Dr. Pimple Popper. But that was such a good, like a good visual. And and the fact that so many of these effects are practical when uh, Josh gets his uh, Achilles tendons, like, like and he, they don't show him cutting them, right? Like you hear it happening and then he Twang. stands up. And then he falls and all of that shit just comes out of the back of his heels. Like, ah, I loved it. What's so fun is like, if you've seen Pet Cemetery or other movies where you like, it's, it's familiar, but then it's like, holy shit, you just upped that, didn't you? I know, like you could, you actually see like, cause you know, yeah. In Pet Cemetery, when Gage cuts um, the old man's, uh, yeah, when he it, you see it. Have yeah, some Judd. fucking respect. Why couldn't I think of his <laughs> name? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I remember Gage, but I don't remember the old man. I'm so sorry. Five people just so. unsubscribe. Thanks, Adrian. Hey, no, my subscribers are going up. So maybe to you, but not to me. <laughs> so. 
Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not trying to like one up you. So anyway, um, but the fact that you could see all of it was so visceral and you could just see it all. And like you could kind of hear it right when he fell and you had like the entire movie theater. Everyone's like, oh, and I love those moments. And like everybody oh, shit. Makes those, has those reactions. Yeah. And so I think that's really like Hostel really got me on to, to, to watching the shit. So let me ask you a question about like the making of right. The behind the scenes. Do you think okay. that being on set was a hostile work environment? Um, yeah, <laughs> probably. Right? Is it, are you, am I supposed to laugh? Is that a joke? It's a pun. Um, God damn host, it! Yeah, hostile. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Is Eli Roth fun to work with? Is I that like a thing? Have heard multiple things. Mm, I know. So my poor bear Jewy just doesn't get the. Nobody uh, <laughs> <pretty> likes. <him. laughs> I got no respect. Hey yo. I know, I know. But anyway, so, you know, I had, I would be remiss not to mention Hostel because, you know, even though there are problems with it today. So if you're, if anybody's like young and watching this, uh, just remember that that's how people behaved and it was not okay, but it was accepted. And so I'm not making an excuse for it, but that's just the way that it was. Yeah. I mean, you remember obviously back then. So, um, it sucks, but I don't think if if it was ever to be remade, which I don't see why they would, but if anybody ever ever to remake it, obviously you would cut those things out. But cut them out like an Achilles tendon. Like an Achilles tendon, I know. So any other little snippets that we want to talk about with that one? Nah, nah we're good. Um, but yeah, that one's definitely, I think, shock value. It's fun. It's humorous. Um, you forget that you're watching a horror movie until I think Oli gets uh, kidnapped first, and then we see his head sitting on a on the table there. So um, you forget that you're watching a horror movie up until that point. So it's, I mean, Eli Roth seemed to do that with a lot of his movies. Like you forget what you're watching, like you're getting engrossed in these characters behaving terribly, doing what they do. And then all of the shit goes down, which by the way, my mom started knock, knock a couple weeks ago. And she's like, Oh, there's a Frenchie in this movie. Did you know that? And I said, mom, turn that movie off. And she's like, no, I'm going to just watch it a little bit. And then she calls me later. She's like, I had to turn it off. I'm like, I told you to turn the fucking movie off. Like what is wrong with you? Come on now. So I host a podcast about this. I know what I'm saying, mom. (laughs) God. Anyways. But if I may, um, a closing button on the hostile, hostile franchise. Hostile. There is one professor of Tufts University, Dr. Malcolm Hervey, who expresses the concept of the beast within, which is to say that the inherent nature of man, the unconscious represented part that the human is actually savage. So initially you might think that's what he is. Uh, siphoning off of your soul but in actuality it's just it's dumb silliness and i think it's way more novelty and effect than that so yeah no for sure for sure i mean because if you look at part two i i think part two takes some of the elements that part one had but it's a lot more mean-spirited yeah a lot more especially when they they shoot the kid in the head and i always <laughs> like i hate that part like i'm just watching that part and 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 i feel like even though that is not part of the torture porn element but you know how like they just wait so long to shoot him and you're just sitting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're like oh my god this is just that is probably the worst part to me and that in the entirety of part two if you want kid killing you have to go to freddy Godfinger. even oh wait <laughs> i say it out loud the kid lives through the propeller blade never mind God, I know. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, Dan was quoting that movie a couple weeks ago. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? He's like, you never saw Freddy Got Fingered? I'm like, Maybe, would you like I don't sausage? even remember. Yeah, that's what he was quoting. Oh, my God. You I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Like, without saying that. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> anyway, so moving on. The worst thing about liquid soap is the fact that we don't have soap <laughs> on a rope. So I can't hold it up to my wife and go, it's treasure. And she can yell at me that it's soap on a rope and throw me through a glass door. Oh, that's too bad. I'm sure they have it, though. You can probably get it on Amazon. I'll have to send you some. Adam, you're sending <laughs> Jake some soap on a rope for him. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's a hostile, too. I mean, there are parts about it that I do love. And I love the whole feminist, you know, overtones of that the second one obviously i would love that but stop on some dick girl yeah when she's when she cuts that off it was like such a cathartic thing like to see (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) but you know it's a commentary it's a commentary one of my all-time favorite parts of any horror film piranha 3d Sorry, Jerry Connolly's oh, dick. Yeah. I know. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay, so moving on. 
we're going to move on to the next one would be Saw 3. So I wanted to mention Saw 3 because as I said earlier, I really feel like it's the takes the turning point of the the gore and the the mean-spiritedness and just the nastiness that Saw eventually becomes because I feel like it starts to fall apart and I'm going to say after part 4 because I do enjoy part 4 and part 4 does go on at the same time as part 3. Mm-hmm. So I will I will defend part 4 because I really like the main character in that one and then I also like the fact that we finally get some kind of resolve with Donnie Wahlberg when he gets his head smushed in the <laughs> poor Donnie. Oh my God. Anyways. Um, and yeah, like isn't he on tour with new kids on the block again? So that's fun. <laughs> anyway, so back to part three. I'm sorry. Uh, there goes my ADD. So with, with Saw 3, I feel like it took a turning point, but it's again, sort of like you, what you were saying with Hellraiser. It's, I think it's super, you know, it's, it's, it's an intelligent type, like, you know, mysterious, not mysterious, what am I looking for? It's like um Who done it? A who done it? Yeah, right. And then there's a nice little twist at the ending and with the ending. And there's some great there's some great gore in there. Like at the very beginning when uh Donnie Wahlberg's in the uh finds himself in that the, the same room as part one and he has to get his foot out of the the, hand, the the handcuff, right? And he like like bashes the shit out of his foot with the top of the toilet seat, right? Yeah. The toilet thing. Oh my God. And you like, you heard all everything, all the cratching, cracking and crunching. And then he like snaps his foot like sideways and then like pulls it out. Like, ah, oh, like I still remember, I can picture this in my mind. And of course, everybody in the, in the movie theater, I saw it on opening night and everyone in the movie theater just, just humble bread. And some asshole brought his three year old and this three year old started crying and they had to run out. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if anybody's in therapy now, it's probably that child. So. Well, and you got to love that it's like an homage to the first and it's an upping of the stakes of the first. You know, like I always yeah. love that when the threat of whatever movie is upped by the next one, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, here's your reference to an alien. Here's your bigger alien. Like you think that was big. This is the new shit. And even if it is just something in terms of scale, like I, obviously severity is more fun, but I always love the upping of the stakes, like even the Meg to an extent. So. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And it's just, it's, it's a great, I mean, it's a great movie. There's some nasty shit in there. If you want to, um, if you haven't seen part three, you definitely need it. To me, this is the best, by far is the best one in the entire series. I, that's just my opinion. Even Don't more than one? Me. Even more than one. I, honestly, one drags a little bit. It does. But then the, to me, it's like there's one and then there's every other one that comes out of it. You know what I mean? It's like Tremors. Like there's yeah. Tremors one and then every other one. I'm like, that's not the same. Movie. It, it's got worms, but I mean, come on, it's not Graboid. Sorry. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, you've got like a weird puppet guy, but like, are you the same? Not nah, really. Yeah, I guess you're right. So yeah, so one is standalone. Which, because without one, we wouldn't have anything else. And one one was so good because it, it was just so unexpected. And I think people were, like, comparing it to Seven back then, right? So it was, like, this whole, like, whatever. But um, with Part 3, there's just so much more. Like, with that poor guy and that whatever that machine was that was twisting all of his appendages backwards and then breaks his arms and, like, the bones coming out of the skin and all that fun stuff. So Which is also in Freddy Got Fingered and it's delightful. Remember <laughs> oh, when he licks the shin? I try not to remember that movie. I saw it when it came out. And that was the last time I ever seen it. I feel like you've probably seen it multiple times. Maybe, but I just don't see how that's Maybe. relevant to this yeah. discussion. This is a discussion about because, torture like, porn. I don't know why you keep I'm bringing it up. I'm one of these people. Like I like to just like put things out of my mind and I forget <laughs> them. Like I'm in denial when I don't want to deal with it. So yeah, like with with uh, what did I write? I wrote all this stuff about this movie. I'm not even reading it. But again, it's like the noir style twists and turns of the Saw franchise are what separates them from schlocky torture porn. So. Is it substance or crap? I think it's more substance, in my opinion. And I think a worthy element would be uh, the sex role reinforcement and the snuggle theory, which was propounded by one Dolph Zillman, which uh, proffered the idea that women enjoy horror films where men are being tortured far more than the reverse where you're the victim. So seeing a man twisted and mutilated got your rocks off. Let me tell you, it was the reverse. You would have been oppressed. And quite frankly, as a self-loathing man who, I mean, I'm a feminist and I'm not pandering at all. I'm not I'm not pandering to an audience of women who I love and respect. Uh, I love watching men die because it reminds me of being in high school and all the men I wanted to watch die there. <laughs> well, that's why you watch uh, horror to begin with, right? Because you want to see someone have a worse day than you. So yeah. like some Oedipal complex in there, too. You know, whatever. Yeah, well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, maybe I do enjoy seeing men get 
Actually, though, when uh, Amanda dies in this franchise, whenever she did, did she die in part three? I can't even remember now. She's a pain in the ass. She had to go. Couldn't stand her. They threw her in those needles. I was happy. I'm just saying. Needles anyway. are phallic, <laughs> thus expressing her penile intent. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. So moving along. I'm glad I could mansplain that to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So moving along, we're going to get to martyrs. I don't like to talk about martyrs. I'm not big with martyrs. I saw it once. And again, it was one of those movies that I it just sat, it just sits with you, right? Like it just sits with you for days. You think about it and you're like, why did I do that? So I couldn't rewatch it for this. And I'm very sorry, everybody at home. But every fucking thing about it is just awful. And, you know, obviously the very end uh, when she's being skinned alive and they show her. But to me, the worst part of it is the ending itself, right? Where they just, just leave her on the table and she's just still alive and she's like that and it's just and obviously that came out in 2008 and it's a woman being tortured so that reinforces the snubble theory oh that's true yeah maybe that's why okay so i just i couldn't i don't know and i think it's substance i think it's a good movie and even the director had said that um the director writer had said that the film deals with human pain the meaning of it which is something completely different than just you know regular schlocky torture porn right so i do feel like there is substance with this film i feel like it's a good movie i i don't feel like it's worth multiple watches because it bothers me but if you like that kind of thing then go for it well that might go to the effect where people want to be affected by the horror that they watch so i know tons of people who go uh, oh this really offends me like this is the thing that freaks me out that's why they watch it which goes uh you might have heard of dr glenn spark talked about the elicitation solicitation of feeling from what we're subjecting ourselves to going back to our pal Dolph Zillman you might have heard of him he was part of the snuggle theory he had kind of stolen an idea from one Leon Festinger who was the theory of selective exposure and his was theory of mood management where you're subjecting yourself to things for the effect thereof so if you know it's going to get your blood pressure going like our friends at fear scale who calculate your heartbeats per minute and stuff that's why you're going after it. So you might choose mm-hmm. it because you don't want it. Kind of like yeah. some weird, like working out for instance. You only do it because you hate it and you hate the process, <laughs> but you like having abs. That's true. There you go. So, I mean, yeah, and that's exactly, that's hilarious that you say this because it's exactly why I watched it to begin with because I, I had heard all of these, you know, you hear this shit all the time. <gasps> the scariest movie. It's so shocking. It's this and that. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, it's a bunch of bullshit, right? But this one, I, I feel like actually kind of, you know, it, it got to me. It got me. It got me. So there you go. Any more quotes from your uh, your notes over here, or can we move on? Oh, uh, we can move on. I think at this point, unless you want to use, uh, there was one Bruce Ballon who had penned uh. horror films, tales uh, to master terror and or shapers of trauma, uh, or also I think maybe I'll just skip that and I'll go to another quote from somebody you might have actually. Uh, one Stephen King who said, we make up horrors to help us cope with real ones. So a film like this, where it's exponentially more severe, might be used as a coping mechanism for individuals who have experienced violence such as nature, uh, because this is a very oppressive world we live in. It's uh, hashtag me too time. I feel like this movie, yeah. maybe, it's, it, maybe it's biggest crimes. It's 12 years too early. How about that? Oh, that's true. That's true. Take that, like, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my God, he went there. So... Um, which leads us into the last one that I wanted to talk about today, which is Terrifier 2016. Obviously not on the timeline because that article was written way before 2016, just so you all know. Just like all um, of my references but- from the 90s and before. <laughs> Well, again, I see you're like, you're like knocking on the 90s, but all of your research came from the 90s. So hello. About the I 80s. Mean, whatever. Anyway. Oh, because the 80s are the best. Um, what year did Monster Squad come out again? Can you, do you know that off the top of your head? Oh, my God. 87? Yep, Let me guess. That's exactly correct. Uh, I know. After hearing it for the 50th <laughs> time. Um, but, which, that's hilarious. And every guy that I've ever known in my life has loved that movie. And I've seen it. And it's cute. I don't hate it. Uh, yeah, obviously, there's no way that you can hate it. Objective. Jake's about to hang up on me right now. <laughs> so, but no, I think 70s is like my time for horror. I love 70s. Oh, so you're saying you're smarter than me and more patient and you have a greater attention span. I, I am. That's exactly what I'm saying. Thank you for, thank you. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. Terrifier 2016. As I go from, you know, you know, 
talking about the exorcist and moving on to terrifier, which is another classic. Oh my God. Um, where a maniacal clown terrorizes three young women and anyone else in his way on Halloween night. This one is, well, this one was okay. Everybody was waiting for this one. I feel like because, you know, we were waiting on the, the, the whole thing from all Hallows Eve, which is where art the clown came from. And, and I, I'm sure you've seen all. Have you seen All Hallows Eve? Yes. Okay. Okay. A lot of people I know haven't seen it. If you if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's on Tubi um, as well, right? It's on Tubi and it's on Prime. I think I want to say a lot of things from Tubi I'm finding are actually on Prime. Yeah. Um, so I know that Terrifier is on Tubi right now, and I keep forgetting, guys. I'm so sorry, but all of these movies are available in some way of streaming, and I wrote it down and didn't tell you. But Martyrs is on Shutter, or you can pay for it on Prime. Then you have yeah. uh, Prime for the fucking hostile movies and fucking and uh, Hulu for yeah. Saw, and there you go. Yeah, there you go. So okay, that's me so carrying my weight on this episode. I read your well, notes. Thank you. But I just feel like people should know so that you're like, if you don't have to go looking for it. And we always get the question, like, where can you see this movie? And like, and that, a lot of people know you, you can Google that. But I'm telling you now, so you no need to Google. One of my favorite um, websites of all time is let me Google that for you. And then you send them the link <laughs> and it shows. Oh, man, I love being that passive aggressive. <laughs> I know it's terrible. But, you know, it's, if, anyway, I can't wait till my so, child can read because then I'm going to send that to her all the time because the amount of times where she'll, oh my God, she knows the name of characters, but she'll be like, what her name? And I'll be like, it's the same name I told you five minutes ago. And so now I'm just, da, 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 here you go. Google. I know. I mean, as a teacher, I do the same thing. So I get it. I also really enjoy making up my own names. Like I called a girl Flim Flam and then I called another girl <laughs> Pancake Face. And so she took the book to my wife and said, her name, Flim Flam Pancake Face. Oh, it's the earnesty of children. Mm, I know. Sound that out, right? So, okay. So, Terrifier, um, which, okay, I will say that even though this is a lot of violence against women in this movie, this movie, I just, I love this movie. I don't know why I love this movie. I just think it's hilarious. I think it's, I think it does, you know, like you were saying earlier, it does kind of teeter on the, uh, the, the humor and not so much mean spirited of it. And, Art is actually like he's a very terrifying kind of character, though, like not to use the name of the movie or anything, but he is scary. Like, I feel like we don't have a lot of good, scary slashers, like new ones. Of course. And the character design is amazing because I mean, think about how many scary clowns you've seen going back to killer clowns from outer space. And even before that, Pennywise and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he, he looks so different, but so familiar. Uh, but I think what's great about him is. It's almost like a fish out of water where he is so severe, like aesthetically and what he's doing, that it makes just absurdist. And that's where it's fun. Yeah, no, I know. And it's just, it, it, I, I love that they took the elements of him because I think in All Hallows Eve is just very creepy. And I don't think it's very, I don't think All Hallows Eve, if I remember it correctly, is, is very humorous. No. So it's very much like a rough draft, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's like an anthology. I think it's good. It's got a lot of good, you know, practical effects, which for me, I, I hate CGI. I'm I'm not a fan of CGI. And when I see it, I get so fucking pissed. So like, and that's why I hate it when movies are like PG 13, because I feel like a lot of the PG 13 horror coming out now is, is very like, you know, heavily reliant on uh, CGI for some reason, I guess, because it's cheaper. I don't really read any of that, that stuff. I have no idea. I can tell you, but I hate that. So I feel like it's lazy. It looks like shit. It's going to look like shit in 10 years. Like, I mean, you, you go back and you watch Hellraiser and look how beautiful that movie is. It came out in 87. You watch it now and it's exactly, it's perfect as it was, right? Yes. Just like Maybe you said, some- you look back at the movie from 87, you watch Monster Squad. That is the example of practical effects <laughs> looking beautiful 30 Three years later, yes. <laughs> or if we're talking about 87, we could also mention The Lost Boys, but you know, which is what? my so personal So I'm going to look at fucking worms, David? Come on. Yeah. Well, I know, but they're also dreamy too. So anyway. Dude, Alex um, Winter got abs as fuck in that movie. I know this little crop top. I love it. Anyways. Okay. So move it. What the hell was I talking about? I don't. Okay, I was so terrified. <laughs> So, I mean, there's just so many good parts to it. But, of course, we have to. I'd be remiss if I did not mention the girl getting her. uh, uh, Vagine? Yeah, her (laughs) crotch sawed down all the way to her face. Oh, my God. And, like, you know, I mean, of course, I made Dan watch this with me. me. He doesn't really care for horror, but he'll watch it with me because he's not going to move off the couch. So let me um, ask you a question. If this movie was released as Crotch Saw, would you have seen it? uh, Probably. Yeah. I feel no? like that's the name I would have gone with. 
I would assume that it was a man's crotch, not a woman's. So that's probably what make me want to watch it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. Okay, whatever. Anyways, but it's it's a good kill. And even Dan was like impressed by it. And he was like the next day showing his friend, we went to brunch and he's like showing his friend, like, you got to see this part. I'm like, what the fuck are you? We're at like the big gay brunch and you're over here showing people <laughs> this woman getting her freaking vagina. Like, <laughs> Honestly, though, but, let, let me ask you a question. If it was a dick yes. being cut in twain, is it funnier? As funny or worse? We're, I think it'd like, be funnier. I think it'd be funnier because the male yeah, genitalia be being external, being split in twain. I think the flopping <laughs> on either side, you could have some good effects there. <laughs> Seeing a testes fall out, if you will. I mean, there's a lot there. Oh yeah, that would be fun, actually. I don't I see any see ovaries popping out. No, it's a miss, miss opportunity for genitalia. Her intestines fell out, but they didn't show anything else. Yeah, so it's a waste. Which is interesting because if you've seen The Witcher, if anyone's seen The Witcher, and this is the part that gets me, is when they pull out her uterus and they throw it in the fire, like they show the uterus. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And they're just like, throw it into the fire. And I'm like, oh my God. So anyways, I'm getting off topic. So, but obviously that that's, that's the, the, the big scene in that movie. There's so many other good, um, nasty kills. There's the, the thumbs gouging out the eyeballs, a head being sawed off, a girl beat, getting uh, beat with a sharp, with that chain, with all those sharp things on it, just beating her and you hear it going into that her skin. Tail, it's so great. Oh, I loved it. And then, of course, you know, Art pulling a Buffalo Bill, like when he skins the, the, <laughs> the one lady and he's just dancing around. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? This is so great. I love it. So, yeah, it's I as it's, it's shocking. It's it is, you know, whatever. But I do think it is scary. He's scary. So I, I feel like there is a little bit of substance in this one. Um, and I do like the twist at the end. And when you realize that the at the beginning is why I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So good idea. Not going to spoil it or you can just cut that out. Right. So so that's it. So that just takes me on my, my last thing. And then of course, you know, we do have the collection or the collector and the collection is just honorable mentions. Um, really good kills in those, uh, especially with the collection when he's standing up on the, uh, that like lawnmower thing and it comes down into the crowd and like just mows everybody down. Hell yeah. that? That is like so awesome. I love that part. So, but the collector, I didn't really, I, didn't like it as much as part two because it's um it's way more mean-spirited i'm gonna keep saying that i'm sorry but the poor cat dies and i don't like that and i think one of the dogs die in that one too so i know that a dog dies in part two but the dog was being really mean in part two so asking for it yeah so but anyway so that's that but um you know so those are i guess you could consider those torture porn-esque and those are newer, right? So, well, I heard people say that the Evil Dead remake was torture porn. I'm like, nah, I wouldn't constitute it. I can understand the argument, no. but I, you know, I mean, it's it's super it's super gory, but uh, no, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, well, maybe I guess okay when the needle goes into his eye. Yeah. It's a man, so it doesn't count. By that, it doesn't. I'm rooting for the needle, not the man. <laughs> That is a good scene, though. So, so can, that's my whole spiel. If I can leave you with one thing, I, I found an article that I think is pretty hilarious, and so I wanted to add it as a button to the end. Have you heard okay. of the research-based article, Pandemic Practice, Horror Fans and Morbidly Curious Individuals Are More Psychologically Resilient During the COVID-19 Pandemic, uh, per Coltrane Scrivener? Oh, no, I did not read that. So they had tested a bunch of people and they took the kind of media that they did that they were fans of and they found fans of horror films exhibited greater resilience during the pandemic than fans of quote unquote prepper genres such as like, you know, tremors, aliens, whatnot, people who are preparing for the apocalypse. Uh, those people are getting greater senses of anxiety to prepare, whereas us horror fans are like, yeah, that's the end. Oh, well, right. okay. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> Fuck it. I know. Well, I think we talked about this before, right? Like, I know that if I was in a horror movie, I'd probably be the first to die because I just like, ugh, I just too much effort, yeah. man. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm a sprinter, not a long distance guy. So I'd just be like, all right, I'm just going to try and punch him and buy you guys a couple seconds. I'm just going to get this shit over with quick. I don't have oh, the fucking nah. patience to run and trip and then keep running and then trip again. It's, it's no. not for the birds. Just go out like in a really good kill. That would be so fun. My head punched so. off into a dumpster or something. I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Except I wouldn't want to get my, my crotch sawed in half. I feel like that would be painful. But anyway. Yeah. So what you do is you reverse psychologize him. You're like, hey, Art, look at this. And you run at him crotch first and he'll be scared. And then he'll think, oh, <laughs> she wants me to touch her crotch. So I'll start sawing her from the head down. Ah, 
okay. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind next time a clown terrorizes me. <laughs> All right. So thank you to everybody. This is a full episode. You thought I was going to do my own segment. I'm not going to do it because we had enough time. So, oh, shit. I'm sorry. No, but that was perfect. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, this is a great episode. I enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, let Adrian know. Let us all know. Find her at Pathologically Adrian on Instagram. You can find us at slash pod at gmail.com at slash pod. You can find us anywhere. Just do that thing. Let me Google that for you. Uh, if you want to be part of the Patreon, you get episodes early. You get bonus shit, blah, blah, blah. We're working on everything. Uh, we have multiple hosts. We have multiple new things in the works. Uh, some very exciting future prospects that you could be privy to. Um, if you don't want to be a patron, you'd like to help me. And you can't part with dollar or $12 a year. Let me tell you, you could leave us a review and that would be awesome. If it's a really cute, fun review, if you reference butt fucking in your review, I will screen cap it and I will post it all over our bullshit social media, which you can find on Slasher's Pod, like I mentioned earlier. Adrian, do you have anything you want to say to these goons before we let them go? Oh, no, I just want to say thanks, guys, for having me and listening and uh, dealing with me as many times as I've been on here. So thank you, everybody. It's been so much fun. And thank you, Jake, for letting me uh, kind of like weasel my way in here. I appreciate it. It sounds like you're saying goodbye, but really, you're just saying like, until next week, right? You're not until, abandoning yes, me. Yes, until I'm not saying goodbye <laughs> now. I'm just saying thank you because like, I feel like I should thank people for this opportunity because it's really exciting. I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. So thank you. You like me. You really like me. Uh, All right, goodbye, good day.